We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Cody Felger here. Joining me, Mr. Colts Law himself, Lawrence Owen. Lawrence, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, actually. Um, just amazed at the situation that's going on with free agency and everything and and uh, what, what's been going, keeping a really close eye on, on everything that's coming out of the owners' meetings uh, with reports on you know, what's going on with Deshaun Watson and obviously rule changes and things of that nature. But other than that, man, I'm, I'm really glad that you reached out to have me come on here because I always enjoy joining your podcast to sit here and talk about different topics. Absolutely, man. It's always good to have you on. And it's funny enough, you know, I had reached out to you to come onto the podcast and, and you're like, okay, what's the topic? And I told you, we're talking about what Frank Reich said about Naheem Hines at the owners meetings. And you're like, dude, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So <laughs> just, we just are off of your stream. So do apologize if you guys have watched Lawrence's stream and we do touch on some of the same points and stuff like that. But I think it's a topic worth discussing, Lawrence, because I mean, I don't know about you, but I was like, thank you. Finally, the Colts are deciding and realizing, oh, we're going to, we actually paid Naeem Hines money. We probably should actually use him this year, this next year, mm -hmm. because last year he was criminally underused by this Colts team. Uh, you know, his targets and his catches, they just went completely down from when they were in 2020. They, he had a career year in terms of that with Phillip Rivers. Carson Wentz, not so much. He didn't really get involved as much. And we're like, what happened to Naheem Hines? Like, where in the world was he in this Colts offense? There were some injuries down the stretch. You still didn't see him. So what were your thoughts on Naheem Hines' lack of usage last year and Reich's comments about trying to get him more involved this year? Well, his comments to getting him, you know, lack of use and and, and getting him more targets, that's obviously uh, dead on. That's what most Colts fans obviously want. I do want to push back a little bit. It's not like uh, last year the Colts didn't utilize their running backs in the passing game as much. Uh, if I remember correctly, if I went back at targets, the running backs were targeted last year more last year than what they were with Phillip Rivers. It's just Jonathan Taylor got more targets, right? Marlon Mack got some targets, you know. Uh, Naheem Hines didn't get as many. Now, 
Naheem Hines is a guy who can catch the football and make things happen afterwards. I've talked about this already, like we've already discussed. I, he's the, the, in my opinion, the third most talented uh, playmaker we have on offense. Get him out there on the field. If he's not on the field, he can't make plays because, you know, you ain't making plays on the bench, you know. Uh, so, you know, get his get his snap percentage up. That's the most important. Make sure that you have plays called to where Naheem Hines can be out there on the field. Yeah, and we talked about it a little bit on your stream. We can talk about it again. Just the pure mismatch that Naheem Hines provides against linebackers and safeties alone. I mean, it was just crazy that they didn't use him more and utilize him more, obviously out of the backfield, but also in the slot. Like, you know, with the injuries to T.Y. Hilton and to Paris Campbell, where you're now relying on guys like Ashton Doolin and Michael Strawn, or not Michael Strawn, and, you know, Desmond Patman and guys like that. The fact that you just didn't use Naheem Hines in the slot as much as we felt like you should have, I still am scratching my head. Like, there was a lot of things last year, Lawrence, that I scratched my head at from this last season. That was probably one of the top ones. Like, where did Hines go? Because he is a weapon in the pass game. He's a weapon when he touches the football, and he just didn't last year compared to what he has in the past. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, look, I, I, I don't mean to, to to talk bad against the Patmans or, or you know, guys like that, the Doolins or the Cooties that we had on our team and still have on our team this year. But Naheem Hines, yes, he might be a smaller guy, but he's still really good at getting himself open. He's a mismatch nightmare. I mean, you drop him in the slot, who are you covering him with, right? Are you going to cover him with a cornerback? You almost have to, right? You almost have to. But if he's lined up at the running back position when he comes in, you know, you've got a linebacker on him or a safety. And then you bring him out to the slot. That's going to change. Whether, that's going to show the quarterback immediately. Are you in zone or are you in man? Because if that linebacker or safety moves over to cover him, you know they're in man. If they don't, you know they're in zone, right? And that that will help the quarterback out even that much more. So having Naheem Hines out on the field not only allows you to get, you know, your best player on the field, but putting him out there and then moving moving him around will help the quarterback know exactly what type of defense he's going up against. And that's just going to help that offensive play that much more as well. So there is zero excuse for not utilizing this man. Right. Exactly. And not to mention, I think you kind of briefly you know, touched on it. It's going to give some of your playmakers more one-on-one opportunities. It's going to take less attention away from the Jonathan Taylors, the Moali Coxes, the Michael Pittmans. And they're going to be able to get more one-on-one opportunities to make plays. I mean, the fact that Hines wasn't used and these guys still broke out and still would do it, I think I should tell you a lot, you know, and, and if they can use him properly and, and teams now defenses have to adjust accordingly, I mean, pick your poison with this offense. Is it Taylor? Is it Hines? Is it Pittman? You know, so I, I think that is huge, too. It's going to help out those other guys um, to be able to make more plays as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we, we talked about it. I mean, how, how does that not help Jonathan Taylor if you put Naheem Hines back here with him? One. Uh, if it's an RPO and, you know, you, you could fake the handoff, you could either have the option of giving it to Taylor up the gut or pitch it to Hines or throw the football. Defenses have to follow Hines, right? Period. They have to, 
hold what they're doing uh, for that split second. That's going to help Jonathan Taylor. Uh, if you split him out wide, if, if a linebacker or a safety is on Hines, well, that takes him right. That takes that player right out of the box. There won't be a safety in the box. There won't be that linebacker in the box, whichever one it is, it's covering him. So now you've got a lighter box for Jonathan. You sh- okay. Let's see a six man box. Stop Jonathan Taylor. That ain't happening. We all know that. Right. Uh, so yes, uh, having him out there absolutely helps Jonathan Taylor by a long shot. And the fact that he is such a weapon, as you talked about, uh, in the short, short to medium range game, uh, where safeties have to kind of keep their eye on him because if they catch, if he catches the football, he can turn that into massive yak yardage in front of him. So safeties have to keep an eye on him. And then your real guys, your, your guys that could do damage downfield, like your Michael Pittman Juniors, like your Paris Campbells or whoever else is out there, behind the safeties can make one-on-one plays. So, yes, having Hines on the field is not only helping the quarterback, helping himself, helping in the team, but he's helping, you know, everybody on the field. Hines is just that kind of guy. Yep. Yeah. 100% agree. And my last question here, Lawrence, because um, we touched on this too, the difference in quarterback play. You know, the quarterback that the Colts had last year in Carson Wentz versus the quarterback they're getting this year in Matt Ryan, who, you know, does have more of that Phillip Rivers mold in, in terms of he likes to get the running backs more involved and things like that. How do you think that's going to help Hines get more involved? Because, you know, obviously Reich talked about it. He is the play caller and all those things, and he will have a hand in getting Hines on the field. But he's got to have a quarterback that's going to be willing and able to distribute him the football. Is Matt Ryan that type of quarterback? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially after last year, uh, you had touched on a little bit on my, on mine, where last year he he had limited uh, weapons to throw to. He had a rookie, Pitts, and for a little while he had Gage. But, you know, uh, most of his normal weapons that he's used to having just wasn't there. You know, Ridley was hurt. Uh, Julio was gone over to the Titans, you know, guys like that. And he didn't have much of a, a running backs to throw to. And he had a terrible offensive line. So, you know, he had great vision on the field and he would just throw it to whoever was open, right? Whoever was open. And Naheem Hines for the Colts, he knows how to get open. And, you know, he will take that five yard pass play that could end up with massive yak yards for a first down over focusing downfield the way Carson Wentz was last year, uh, focusing downfield constantly instead of using that check down that he was overlooking so much. Yeah, and I think that was a huge part of why the passing game faltered down the stretch was because you didn't take the layups, as Chris Ballard had said, you know, his end-of-the-year presser. Uh, Matt Ryan won't have that issue. You know, he can still sling it down the field. Don't don't get me wrong. He's not Phillip Rivers in that way. I think he's got a little bit more juice left in his arm. Uh, but also he will take down that check down. He will get Hines involved. And it was almost crazy that the Colts didn't do that because they were struggling in the passing offense at times. And it's like, why don't you use a guy that's literally right there as a weapon on your team? And so I have real real faith that uh, they will do that. They will get Hines more involved. And when they do, good things typically happen. So really excited about that. Lawrence, anything else you want to say about Naheem Hines that maybe we – Touched on on your stream that we haven't talked about here. I think I've got everything I wanted to talk about. Do you have anything else? I just want to uh, mention something that wasn't touched on on my stream. Uh, we talk about how Hines was criminally underused last year. The NFL just dropped 
their top 100 moves uh, this past week of the last season. And Naheem Hines had two of those plays of the 100 by himself in those limited touches he had in the passing game. Both of them were pass catches that were checkdowns that he caught, made a move, made a guy miss, and ran downfield. One of them he got a touchdown. The other one he just got a ton of yak yards. Uh, that's a situation. If he could get two highlights out of, what was it, 30 catches, 37 catches, something like that, imagine if you could just get him more, right? Get him more involved, and you're going to see those explosive plays more often. I mean, we've seen what the guy can do uh, when he was with Rivers. You know, he'd throw it down the sideline. He'd make that crazy uh, sideline, like, tiptoe drag thing and then get into the touchdown. The next thing you know, dude's doing somersault backflip with twists all over the place. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see what happens this upcoming season with Naheem Hines. It's going to be exciting, man. I'm really looking forward to the ways that the Colts use him, the way they get him involved, the way they just get him touches like we talked about. But, guys, let us know what your thoughts are on Naheem Hines, on Frank Reich's comments about Hines, and the ways you think the Colts could get Naheem Hines involved, and also the way that Matt Ryan could help get Naheem Hines involved. Thank you, Lawrence, for coming on. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you if they don't know? I mean, you've been on the channel enough, but you know, if people aren't familiar with your work and what you do over at Colts Law and Believe in Colts and all that stuff, where can they find you at? All right. Well, if you want to check me out on Twitter, I'm at Colts underscore law on Twitter. It's very simple, easy to check out. Um, obviously, I have my Colts Law podcast on my YouTube channel, Lawrence Owen. Um, it's, that's very – just type in Lawrence Owen, and bam, you found it. And then, of course, my Believe in Colts uh, with former – Colts cornerback Gerard Powers um, moved on from Dequell Jackson. I used to have Dequell Jackson as my co-host, but he, he moved on to work on his uh, uh, his personal podcast and, you know, wish no, him nothing but but the best of luck in that. Uh, but Powers is there. Go, go follow Gerard Powers as well at jpowers25 on Twitter. Um, and you can find that podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Awesome. Well, be sure to do that, guys. Be sure to check out his channel. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Always appreciate your support. And as always, guys, go Colts. Go Colts. Have a good one. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.